0: Another edition of Swoop's World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Hello, welcome to another edition of Swoops World, All late night. It is January thirteenth, twenty 2016, first show of 2016, and uh, we're supposed to have AD, man, uh, Anthony Davis, you know, he joins us every week, and uh, he had a speaking engagement tonight, and so uh, we'll give him a little bit, and if we don't hear from him, uh, we'll, we'll uh, try it again next time with him. Uh, we're just going to cover a few things and, and, and chat it up and kind of get the new year started. Got a we got we just booked uh, coming up in March second we have David Martinez uh, who'll be joining us member of, uh, he's he's a musician has got a nice uh, new album coming out new tour coming out so we'll get a chance to talk to him uh, we're gonna be scheduling some other things here pretty soon and you'll also be able to hear me myself swoop uh, every week starting next week on Xandermonium uh, Xander Gibbs a good friend of the show and he's got a, a show that uh, we've co-hosted on a few times. And uh, he's going to be going daily. So uh, be doing, I'll be doing Thursdays with Xander. Uh, so you know, not only will you hear uh, Swoops World right here at Swoops World late night each Wednesday night, uh, but you'll also get a chance to uh, hear me uh, with Xander on uh, Xandermonium on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays. Uh, and that's going to be about 5 o'clock Pacific time uh, each week. But he'll be on all week. And you can just check Swoops World um, Facebook page. And you'll get the whole schedule of uh, all of his shows as well as what we're doing here at Swoops World. We're going to take our first break and see if I can get a hold of AD. And if not, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do here for a little bit. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And let's see, how about... It's okay. This is called uh, Kristen. Back after this. The thing.
1: This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of RAD. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Sleep all day, I where you I don't think that's... A public
0: service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
1: Every day, I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. Every day, I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. Every day, I wake up at 5 to give Dad his medicine. At 6, I make his breakfast. At 7, I
0: shower. Every day, I wake up For at those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, there's a sharp hole on the wall, and you're listening to this world. Good evening. Good evening. I'd like to welcome back to the show our good friend and colleague, five-time national champion, two-time All-American football and baseball, played in the NFL and uh, CFL and USFL, and our good friend and colleague Anthony Davis. How are you doing, AD? I'm doing okay. Uh, we know you've been busy today. Uh, you had a speaking engagement. Uh, tell our tell our audience a little bit about uh, about the, the speaking that you do. Uh, and I know you're over at Annenberg uh, School of... Uh, over at USC. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, first of all, you know, tonight I was with the AIMAN clinics talking about the book kick off Concussion and talking about the concussion issue situation in college and pro football and, uh, and talking t- t- telling people about the Amy clinics based on how I believe that football and the NFL and youth football and high school football should embrace this program that Dr. Amy has in the clinics and clinics around the country. And uh, I think that the NFL needs to embrace him Embrace his clinic, because there's no one out there that does what he does. And and I was just advocating, you know, if you're going to have brain trauma playing football, you need to get on a supplement program, a hyperbaric program, and uh, what they need to do is prepare these guys when they come out of the game that you've got to start treating your brain and healing your brain because you're going to go through all that traumatic brain problems when you play football. Football is a beautiful game, but it's a dangerous game. Yeah. And and so that's what my speech was based on, and nothing that people know about the book. And uh, and I'm going to continue to do that uh, as long as I have the book on as long as I can talk.
0: A.D., uh, you, know, you, you mentioned the book, and we, and we talk about the book a, a, a lot, and, and people can find it on the front page of our website, but it, it's Kickoff, Concu- Kickoff Concussion, How the Notre Dame Killer Recovered His Brain. Uh, it's your story, kind of your life story, but it also covers a little bit what you talked about with the concussion and uh, your dealings with Dr. Amon. Tell the people a little bit about the book.
1: Well, I was approached to do the book, and I, I, uh, and they, people told me I should do a book, and I contacted Amy, and I wanted to do the forward on it. I did the book in, in conjunction with a guy named Jeremy Rosenberg, assistant, uh, assistant dean at USC Edinburgh for Communication, which I was part of. And uh, and so it snowballed, snowballed, and I figured, well, maybe I could help somebody by doing this book, explaining what I've been through, my ups and downs in my life, and, and starting all basically with the concussion situation. So that's how all, all it came about, and I got encouraged by different people, my partners. And, hey, man, once you go going do this book, let everybody know what's really out there. Right. And so I find that, you know, me and maybe two or three other colleagues that were behind me, like Ron, like Ron uh, uh levins who's been talking about this stuff, Uh Bill Romanowski, has been talking about it, I'm talking about it. But I'm the only guy that has a book out, and I'm the only guy that really takes these supplements around the company, around the country. I'm the only guy in the country who does this stuff, and with the supplement program and stuff. So, I'm talking about this and preparing, trying to prepare. So the guys, know this: you have an alternative when you in the game, or even while you're in the game, also that you can do something to help uh, your brain function.
0: Right. Ad, uh, it's just a little bit of background noise there, man. But uh, we're going to work through it. Um, yeah, we were talking, uh, you know, in the past, and and, and and you talked all along about the we're talking about NCAA football, and you were saying how you know they need to have a full fledged playoff system. They don't have that yet. But we got to see the championship game this week between Alabama and Clemson. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I thought it was a well played game on The key to the game was the. Uh, the key to the game was uh, the kickoff, the, the, the all side kick, and that's the change the game. But they, they were they were equally balanced, and I I enjoyed this game. And you know you got to take your hats off to, to Saban and his coaching staff for what they did. And both sides had a good game, forty five forty. I mean, it was to me it was great.
0: Yeah, and, and I, that
1: kid that kid plays at Clemson is an NFL
0: quarterback. It was real close up until that onside kick, uh, and and they, they, I think they were, they were they were playing pretty even, playing pretty neck and neck. Both coaches are calling good games. Uh, players, the players looked great out there. Um, didn't seem like uh, you know there was any lacking. Uh, you know, the, the, they think they had what about a 10, 10 day layoff, uh, but they both came out pretty pretty uh, pretty focused. Uh, is that is that attributed to the coaches or the players? Well,
1: well, it very contribute to the coaches 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 but they know me the coaches what they do is in preparation if that's a, special, that's, a, that's a special talent. that's a special talent that's special talent to do that and, and you got to be able to build your team and it all is about everything if you have 10 you lay out 10 days need preparing and stuff anytime that's you know if, if you have your team prepared that's that's edged for you right but so let me tell you, the both coaches prepared their team. So uh, it was anybody's game, that's what I like about the game. And the thing I don't like about it is when guys get 10, 15, 20 day layoffs uh, and they get blown out, that just says the preparation is bad. You know, preserving the time, training condition. you got to overemphasize things when you lay off 10, 15, 20 days. Pete Carroll's great at that. Pelotek's great at that. Saban's is great at that. There's only two coaches have that have that ability to keep their teams focused.
0: With, uh, with the way the system was, uh, we did get a good game out of it. Uh, you're, still, you're still a strong supporter of a, of a full fledged playoff, and, and if so, why?
1: I'm, I'm a supporter of that, and obviously you can see how much of a drop-off in interest it was well, other than the, 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 the semifinals, which is the 14. Uh, the, other, the other bowls weren't really significant. They were just playing just to have bowls. Schools made a little bit of money. But the real focus was the semi-playoff. And, and, and by them having a playoff system we have to set up now, the other bowls really don't mean anything.
0: Right?
1: I mean, the, the kids psychologically say, look, we're not really playing for the real marbles. We're, we're playing for secondary bowls, holiday bowls, the crazy zoo bowl, whatever they can call these things. Uh, they know psychologically they're not really playing for all the marbles. Okay? It, it, it's, it's like a showcase. Really, a lot of guys, that they, they, in my opinion, showcase get themselves in the game so to showcase themselves to the NFL scouts, get ready for the, the, the Combine. Some guys don't want some kids don't want to, I've heard some kids didn't really want to play because they wanted to play not to get hurt. Uh, and they didn't really want to play for the, they're not playing for the Marvel team. Well, I'm not going to show my best. So either like, if you're a senior or a junior, get ready to come out and let me perform for the participation for the, for the, for the, of for the Combine and for the NFL scouts. That's what it is. You know, you, you have a good if point. A play, if you're playing for a playoff situation, if you're playing for a playoff situation, that, that changes everything. That means the fans are involved, the advertising involved, corporate America involved. Everybody really gets involved in this. And so it, 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 it's from A to Z, and they don't have that.
0: One of the things uh, you mentioned, and, and I want to touch on that too, is a lot of these bowl games we, we see, um, you know, like it's a lot of them used to mean something. Uh, a lot of them don't seem to mean anything anymore. Uh, you see a lot of empty seats in a lot of, a lot of these bowl games, and uh, some of them are obscure, teams that are there, uh, you know, we see some teams that are, have losing records there in bowl games. Um and uh, and it's just a lot of and like you said, there's a lack of interest in a lot of them. And, and and when you talk about the players, are playing a lot of the players are playing out to get hurt, uh, for an opportunity to make it in the you know make it in the NFL, get drafted. Um, unless we do something to make these meaningful, people will get hurt. I mean, I was always taught when we played, you know, if you didn't if you didn't go all out, you're going to have a bit better chance of getting hurt uh, than you do when you when you're going all out. So. Uh, it seems like they're going to need to do something to, to either make these games uh, more meaningful, and then that, like you said, a full-fledged playoff would do that, or uh, start eliminating some of them.
1: Well, I would think so. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I was like I said, they got they got all the major conferences, seed up to championships, and then if you want, you got the second place teams. Those guys play those other bowl games, and, that's, and I would limit it to that. But just having anybody, I mean, you got to. You know, you got an eight and seventeen, or nine and seventeen going to a bowl game, and this guy's not to really qualify to go to the game. You just you just filling up doing TV time, right? You know, you're you're, you're, full of, you're filling you're up a, 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 a boy. But if you have a full fledged self, well, you can run all that through through December, all through January, then you can you, you fill that. But if you got all these bowl games, you got to see and stuff and put on television or whatever, and you have it all out there, it's not really a big viewing audience. And if you notice when you see when they put the cameras on the football field you see where you see where the cameras, you don't even want to show the stands because they're empty. Right. You, know, you, don't have, you don't ever have them zoom up and see the crowd and all the fans there and stuff. You know what I mean? It's because the place is empty and they don't travel well. But if, but if you have a full-fledged playoff and everybody thinks they might have a shot to get in these, you know, the semifinals and play for the shot for the national championship, the people are going to travel well. They will travel well.
0: And and they, 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 yeah, definitely definitely need to do something about that. And you're right, um, because uh, there's just you know with all those bowl games, it's it's a waste not to be able to use them to their to their fullest potential. Um, we're gonna uh, you know we're gonna talk a, a little bit about the NFL here. Uh, you know the, we, the big talk the big talk right now is your former team, the Rams, uh, uh, coming back to coming back to the LA area. Uh, Chargers might be joining them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, I think it's great to have L- uh, teams back in LA. Are these the right teams, and, and do you think uh, you think there's enough of a follow-on to uh, to fill the stadiums?
1: Well, first of all, the Rams come back. I would get how they're playing in the number two market. If You don't win in Los Angeles, get nobody coming to see. There's too many things to do. You know, I'm not, I, I know that the LA. I know the Lakers have a brand, and you see how they're how they're playing. You know, I don't know how full they their attendance are, and maybe they follow them because they're loyal because they have a loyal fan base. So you got to win, and you got to win here. But I'm glad to see the Rams coming back with an opportunity. Also, I don't know if we gonna put two teams here. They got the Chargers talking about coming up. We'll see if that happens. But I think the Chargers need to figure out a way how to get a stadium down in San Diego. But being the Rams in L. A. Also, uh, the guy Crunky, the owner, <laughs> he got a big windfall because his team jumped in value. Because when he came when he came to number two market, he made his value enough. <laughs> so I know, I,
0: think,
1: I, know, I know it changed a lot of detail, a lot of, a lot of dynamics in the TV pack and everything else, and how the owners all participate in that. But the fact is, uh, I think it's, I think it's exciting thing for Inglewood because he owns the land. You know, I think 60 acres, 68 acres or something. He can develop it, build a stadium. Also, it'll be a big boost in the economy in Inglewood because if he's building a, uh, a mixed use project of real estate, since I understand this stuff because I'm in real estate, what it all is going to do is it's going to increase the value around the stadium and the area of these So that's right. what that thing does. So it does a lot of stuff, not only outside of football, inside of football, but outside of football, what it does to real estate values and stuff like that, and how they just market the whole area. So I think it's a good thing, a great move for the city. About time.
0: Well, it's an outstanding move for the city. Uh, it's going to bring, it should bring in a, 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 a huge number of jobs. Uh, my understanding it's going to be a... Uh, multi multi-use facilities much like uh, over there near the Staples centers where there's gonna be all kinds of other shops and things going on day to day you know house values right in the area should probably go up uh, you know it seems like a it seems like a win-win for uh, for that area right, right. What, Absolutely. one of the other things about that though is is uh, he, like you said he owns the land uh, he's he's building it I don't know if there's any I don't, th- I don't think there's any uh, Tax money going to it, so it, it's going to be a big boost, and uh, doesn't look like it's going to really cost the people in the area any any money, uh, you know, in tax wise.
1: No, no, no. It's all. It's, it's, what I understand it's probably finance. Yeah. I mean, between between the Cronkies family, uh, I mean, that's billions of dollars. So I think they can handle it themselves. I would be shocked if some public money comes out here in the city in L.A., especially the state of California. They've already said they don't want any any public here in the state of California.
0: Now, the other boost I understand is because they'll be playing at the Coliseum for three three or four years. Uh, the, the the Coliseum will see some major improvements also.
1: Well, I don't know where they're going to play. I think they will play at the Coliseum. I know we've been talking about the Rose Bowl, but I, I guess they will be at the Coliseum. So, but the thing is. My, my question is, who's going to maintain that field? I mean, because if you got two teams playing, they're going to tear that field up. So you're probably going to have eight home games, uh, and then you're going to have uh, six different college. So you got, so we're talking about, you know, we're talking about a, a significant games and the maintenance of that field. I hope they don't go out and fix the turbo on that thing.
0: <laughs> Not the Coliseum. don't say that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know you know, the, the the thing is the Rams the Rams were here for a long time and then uh you know they left and um and uh, they're coming back. I know a lot of a lot of life lifetime Ram fans. Ram fans never uh, never gave up on them, and always wanted them to come back. So, I think that it's a they got a pretty good contingent of uh, longtime lifetime supporters here. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll be able to start selling uh, season tickets pretty soon.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the novelty will be there, you know, you'll be packing them out, they'll the Stadium out, and eventually, when that waves up, they gotta start, they gotta, they gotta keep winning. You gotta win in, look, you gotta win in LA. This is LA market, you have to win. You know, it, it, it's not like Green Bay, where that's the only thing going on in town. This is, this is Los Angeles. And, uh, and I think it's a good option, because they are turning around, Jeff Pitcher is doing a good job back in St. Louis. I don't know if they're gonna have the same quarterback, but, but people are excited, and that's gonna be a big boot, and you know, they, I think I believe Crunky will will build a, a great stadium. I think he'll do a great venue with people who want to come anyway.
0: Right. that'd be great for the Englewood
1: area anyway. It'll, it'll boost that area big time.
0: Nice. You know, the one thing people usually complain about when you talk uh, when you start talking about a, a, a professional sports team coming to the area, new sports facilities and things like that is, is traffic. And one of, the, one of the good things is, is uh, you know, the Forum's been there for years. Hollywood Park's been there for years. Uh, people that live in that area, you know, they're near the airport, too. They're used to that traffic. They're used to the, the number of people that come in and out of there. Now it's it dropped off since Hollywood Park, you know, dropped off and, and, and went away. But, you know, there's still events at the Forum. The, you know, the, you know, the, the, they had teams there that played there for a long time. So I don't think you're going to hear too many complaints on that end.
1: No, so you're not going to get too many complaints because, the, look, the area needs to boost economically. And uh, that was the economic boost. But so having an NFL team with a mixed-use development there is going to boost it even more. Like you said, it's going to bring jobs there, but also it's going to increase the revenue flow into the area. Yeah. And then also I believe what's going to happen is going to mushroom the development around that statement. matter of fact, you know, I was talking to some of the, some of the partners today about uh, us looking into the Inglewood area in terms of our real estate projects and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Real yeah. So you know, I mean, we're looking, we're looking at the area as well, uh, you know, because of what's going to happen. <clears throat> now, if we were smart, we'd have bought up the whole area.
0: <laughs> 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 but you
1: know, but you know, nobody, no, no one knew what the, NFL, no one knew what the NFL was going to do anyway, you know. So you know.
0: Right. Well, you know, when you get a bunch of owners together, how much, how much of that is, uh, you know. Buddy, buddy, backroom deals, secret handshakes, you know, uh, I got you this time, you get me next time kind of thing. Uh, because you know when they first when they were first went in there in the meetings uh, yesterday, the the first word that comes out was the, the, the NFL committee voted five to two, I believe on the Carson project with the Raiders and the Chargers. And by the end of the day, after the owners had voted, it was overwhelmingly uh, the Rams coming and maybe maybe the, maybe the Chargers could join up with them, and then if the Chargers don't want to, then the, the Raiders have an opportunity. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what flipped over the hours that they were sitting in those meetings, and, and how many backroom deals you think went on uh, going to get to that point? I
1: don't believe it was any backroom deals. I, I think they looked at the overall picture of, it, of relocation uh, versus what was happening in St. Louis, was they going to die economically losing their team? I just think it was a bit overall. I think they just saw the overall picture. No backdoor deals in my opinion. Uh and I think that the, that the issues were the site. Yeah. So the Carson site's always been in and so and even i I've always considered that the Carson being in military was super fun. Hey dump they got that's a chemical waste dump site over there. You know, I mean you know, the NFL knows all about it. they're not gonna put that there. I mean Crocky had the best at the best situation was uh 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 see, He owned the land. He's in the business. He had a the great, they had a the better plan. What it does with the city as well, the NFL recognized that. And no, I don't think it was a backdoor deal. And they knew that the team being relocated here was going to boost the, in my opinion, the TV pack and everything else that goes along with that. And the NFL was, they, they were going to benefit out of it. Right. So I don't believe it was a backdoor deal because I don't, I, I don't think you can do a backdoor deal. Well, they can do a backdoor deal on anything. They just needed, they needed the number two market sales. Now, whether or not what they do with San Diego, that's another thing. Now, if San will come up here and be a part of that, it's an open door for them, because they do want two teams. If not, if the San Diego market can work it out, they can stay in San Diego. But I don't think I don't really think they have a market here for the San Diego Chargers. I think it's all L.A. Rams. Or well, if
0: anything, you bring the Raiders back down here. You know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting you say that. Uh, and I and what I what I do find interesting is I, all three of those teams. I, I I strongly believe, do have a market here, just because. I, I just see so many people around here that I know personally that are, are big, huge Charger fans, which surprised me. I didn't really realize there were so many of them around here, but there are quite a few Charger fans around here. Whether they support them once they moved here, that's a whole other ball game. The Raider fans will go wherever the Raiders go. The interesting thing about the Raiders is I heard uh, Davis talking the day they don't have they don't have a they don't have a venue. They, their lease is run out. They they have not renewed their lease. They don't. They have no guarantees they can stay at Oakland Stadium. They don't. At this point, they don't know whether they'll be playing in the 2016 season.
1: Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they think probably do a month to month lease deal at the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. that's that's the only thing it seems like they can do. Right. You know. I mean. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see them getting it. They have to go back to the Oakland Coliseum and do and do the deal because they have no other choice. They're not gonna go to Levi Stadium and do it. They got to do it right there. I mean, they have no choice. Where are they gonna Where are they gonna play?
0: You know, I mean, there's, a, there's, I mean, a, they, there's a community college up there somewhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they 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 the they University, you know, University of California Berkeley has a new facility. Yeah, and they they could
1: play there. I mean, you know, it's right outside the campus there. So I mean, you know, but but they're stuck in Period. They're stuck up there. What they got, you, they got, to associate that lease or do a month to month or whatever
0: it is, you know. I, and I also wonder uh, one one of the things uh you know the Al left a legacy, uh, and I know a lot of these things have to do with these owners getting getting along together and and, and you know they know each other and, and you know I kind of sometimes have a feeling that you know uh, a lot of these owners don't really like. The the Raiders don't really like the Raiders ownership, and I, I, I kind of have a feeling that sometimes that uh, you know Al was able. Al was a, a he was a very special guy. He he did what he wanted to do. He, uh, he created a lot of things. He he had set the standard in a lot of ways, uh, but he's not there anymore. And I, I don't know if the his his son has the same kind of pull he had.
1: Well, here's the thing: you, you can say you can have whatever you feel about the Raiders and stuff. He didn't win Super Bowls. He did that when when Al was alive here's the deal. Look, he, they are a member of the 32 teams, okay? Whatever your issues are, let it go. And uh, you got to remember, Al Davis helped a lot of people in this, in this league over the years. Right. So you can say whatever you want about him. just like people say about Jerry Jones. I mean, he's helped a lot of people, too. So the bottom line is they need to get over that if that's some issues going on there. But they're, they're a member of the 32 teams. You know? They have a strong legacy. I mean, Al Davis helped, helped Developed the NFL years ago, along with Lamar Hunt and all the rest of us. That you know, Ralph Wilson, Buffalo Bills. I mean, he's part of all that stuff. So I mean, wherever you know, those issues, let it go. The Raiders are the Raiders, and they are what they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk. Let's touch on the playoffs, man. Uh, we, we got we got some matchups uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, the Chiefs at uh, New England and Green Bay at uh, Arizona on Saturday, and the Seahawks at Carolina and the Steelers at Denver on Sunday. Um, I know you what you saw some of the games last past weekend, but uh, these coming, these coming, these matchups coming up, man. Let's let's talk about each game. What what are, you, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots? Well, put it
1: this way: you got to go with the Patriots. Another thing is, you got to remember one thing about about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Alex Smith's going to be the key. If he plays above his head, based on kind of with the, the, the Patriots have been lacking with injuries and all that, whatever, whatever you want to believe, they can win up there and win them, But obviously, they win them, this is against. Them. But anything can happen on any given Saturday or Sunday. The, uh, the, the, they, have the they, they
0: have a shot. They do. They have a shot. They have a shot. They're coming in. They've been playing some good ball. They uh, played some great ball last week. Uh, you got the New England's been off. The New England finished the season not that great, but they had a lot of injuries down the road. But you never you never bet against Brady and Belichick. And, uh, you know, they had time, time for some guys to heal. I hear Edelman's ready to play. I hear Gronk uh, is ready to come back uh, 100%. Right. So uh, it should be a great game.
1: Okay, remember this. Just this, 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 remember this. Everybody in Kansas City got to play their best. Okay, and, and, and the quarterback play, as far as I'm concerned, with a good game plan, is the only way that the Kansas City can beat the Pacers, In my belief, in my opinion, that's the only way they can beat the Pacers. A, a couple with, with their mistakes, because those two guys, Belichick and Brady, those guys are like two two Cobras in a the
0: field.
1: <laughs> they'll fight your neck and hold on, and that's it. So I'm just saying. So that's the only way the Chiefs have a chance to get them, and they're going up to New England as well. It's you know, is that the... In my opinion, the Saints got to stumble on their own feet, and they got to. And in the and, and the Kansas City Chiefs have to play at their best in every position, <laughs> special teams, defense, and offense. And the ultimate, the ultimate player on, on Kansas City is Alex Smith. If he doesn't play well, you're done.
0: Green Bay at Arizona. Now, uh, Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. The team wasn't playing that great coming down the stretch, but uh, they came into Washington last week and looked like uh, the Green Bay that we've known in the past. Uh, Rodgers was amazing. They they played a great game. Uh, Arizona's had a great year. They've had a really good year, and uh, Carson Palmer's had one one of his best years ever. Uh, you got Green Bay heading back to Arizona now. I guess Arizona beat them up last time they played, but uh, it's a different Green Bay team. What, what are your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, that's a soft-up game. And uh, they're playing in Arizona. Carson Palmer's got to play consistent ball, and, and they got to beat him with the pass and the run game, period, in the story. If they don't do that, Green Bay wins that game, period. Carson Palmer has to lead that team. And they got to and they got to beat them on the ground as well as through there. mainly on ball. They got to beat them by ball control. If they don't control that ball, and, and keep it in Aaron Rodgers' hands, uh, they lose. The, they lose the Green Bay. Yeah. So I'm. So I believe <clears throat> at the end of the day, Green Bay wins that game. <clears throat> That's my thing.
0: Sunday, uh, the Seahawks are headed to, to Carolina. Uh, the Seahawks. Uh, Got, got their stuff together down the stretch. Uh, Russell Wilson is still one of those guys that you know he could he could play three lousy quarters and then just make some remarkable plays and bring his team back in the fourth quarter. We all know what Carolina did this year. They they lost one game. Uh, you know Cam probably probably going to be an MVP. Uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think of this matchup?
1: I believe I believe I could believe it's going to be down who makes the best plays. Who got got the ball the last time? Who has the ball the last time? And I believe on the other side, it could be a blowout either way. So I'm going to Panthers in a tight one.
0: a yeah, tight that one. Last game of the last game of the weekend of the Steelers and the Broncos. Uh, man, I don't even know what to say there. Uh, you know, um, Steelers Steelers. You, you got you got uh, Big Ben doing what he does. Uh, uh, Manning came came back, came back from an injury and, and led them to, to the victory to give them the home field of advantage. But you got out that what's his name, Osweiler. Osweiler uh, looks like he can play most of the time, but he, he, he does make a lot of mistakes uh, when when the pressure's on. What are your thoughts? That's
1: you thought? a talk game, too. Uh, Manning's got his rhythm going. He's not throwing the little ducks up there. They beat him. But if Woffenburg is halfway decent and they have their players out there, I don't know if Antonio Brown gonna be able to play this week. Uh but uh you got you got two horses and you got two Super Bowl quarterbacks for me. But I believe if Big Ben is healthy, he could be a footer, But I'm going with the Broncos on this. And a squeaker.
0: And a squeaker last week uh you know the playoffs we, we, we've seen some things that, and I want to talk to you about this you know you you've, you've mentioned some of these things uh, in the past and then and, and we'll talk about one of the guys a different guy who uh, whose name came up today but uh, you see the you see the behavior like the, 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 the like, just like the Bengals for a chance you know they have that guy Burfick, uh they got pac-man Jones uh, these guys uh, notoriously make just do dumb stuff, man. And then the Bengals. The Bengals had the game. It looked like they were going to win the game. It looked like they had Pittsburgh beat. Uh, you know, and then you know, signs a fumble and stuff. But what these these hits, these late hits, and these questionable hits, and uh, you know, guys getting penalties for, uh, for just for stupid stuff, man. Uh, these are professionals, man. And these professionals playing on the big stage and playoffs. Uh, you know, we're talking in, in the postseason. What do you think's going on with some of these guys that, that, that do consistently do things like that? You, even, even uh, you didn't hear much about um, what's that guy? He used to play for Detroit. I think he plays for the Dolphins now. Um, um I can't think of his name Anyway, but uh, but some of these guys are notorious for just you know being dirty ball players, and and, and it's consistent. And, and what do you think the reason is behind this? And, and what do you do as a coach when you have players like that on your team?
1: Well, first of all, you know, you can't tolerate it. no tolerance. If you hurt your team, you can't do that. A lot of you, I don't know what you guys are doing after smoking something, but what, you know, you know if the ref calls, they're going to walk away. And well, you know, you know, uh, just walk away. Yeah. Dawson, walk away. If he tells you something, tell walk away. Because if it's not, they're going to put a fella. And it could be a crucial thing at the end of the game, and you don't need that. I mean, to do something down the they could have won the game. They were already t- t- in a tough situation with losing their quarterback and going to backup. Right. I mean, but the, the, the issue is you got to understand your position on the field and what you're doing. If you don't, you are going to have an issue, and then and that's what happens. You're doing some dumb stuff like that, getting some of these late in the game. That's what costs you the game. There has to be no tolerance attitude with these, with these coaches, and, and they should be preaching that spirit anyway. Yeah. I don't care if it's high school, college, or whatever. But let, let these, see Pac-Man and all those guys, what they were doing out there is unbelievable. You just can't do it. When a guy does something, just walk away.
0: Just think about that playoff and what you need to do in the game. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we talk about guys who, who, who have it all and, and, and piss it away and uh, don't know how to stay out of trouble. Uh, we hear today today as the news, the breaking news was Lawrence Phillips uh, found dead in his cell. We uh, believe he committed suicide. You know, here's a guy who uh, who who had it. Who had a big shot, and and uh, you know, even 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 in college, he had issues, uh, and, and you know, he couldn't. You know, he had a, he had a good shot in the pros, and, and he kind of pissed that away, and then he got in trouble afterwards and off the field, and consistently get you know things like that, and ends up in prison. You know, you, you've, we we've talked about this so many times, and you know, like you said, there's so many people out there who who all they need is a shot. You know, all they need is an opportunity. Uh, and they can and they can make it in this league. Uh you know w- when you see guys you know, the stories unfold with guys like this, you know, what are your thoughts on that, man? What do you think about?
1: Well the thing about Lawrence uh yeah, the, the issue with him he had no father going up, he was in and out of Boston. That's number one. He had the odds against him anyway. And uh I just wish he could have some guys early on in Nebraska and it's an unfortunate situation. A lot of those times a lot of times people get those opportunities, they still need somebody there they can lean on. It. He didn't have that he didn't have that support group. And I've sorta of followed that over the years and what happened. And it's an unfortunate situation again. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean growing up in a very rugged area and then also from bouncing, bouncing foster homes That's amazing. So uh, that was crazy news here and that but you never thought he would commit suicide in prison. No. And I don't know. I guess we'll find out, you know, what really happened from down the road. So uh, it is what it is, man. When you, when you grow up with no guy, with no parents, you feel for the guy. But still, when you get to a certain age, you got to find support to help you out. I mean, he didn't speak that. I, I don't know what happened. Somebody should have grabbed him when he was at Nebraska at a serious minute. I mean, it could have been a guy like the great Johnny Rogers could have reached out to him. And I understand he tried. I don't know how true that is. But uh, uh, you know, great Willie Harper there. You know, so but the thing is, you know, uh, when I heard about that, I said, "Well, another great athlete that went the wrong way."
0: Yeah. Last, la- last but not least, uh, eighty. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, what always happens at, uh, towards the end of the season, uh, right right before playoffs uh you know coaches start dropping like flies we saw chip kelly uh get his exit papers but the one that really surprised me was lovey smith uh you know this guy he took a team and then the first year he had them i think they went two and 15 or something like that or two and 13 or something like that and you know next year they they they, they had a bunch a bunch more wins and stuff like this and and then they uh you know, he took, uh, took a rookie quarterback and made him an made him, uh, NFL quarterback, and, and the state kept him out of trouble and, and um, focused and whatnot. And uh, why do they let a guy like that go? Well,
1: first of all, I mean, I, I'm, I'm baffled by, you know, what, two years into the game. First of all, you can't change coaches like that anywhere on any level because the bottom line is when you keep changing, you change systems, you change personnel, you velocity change, and that sets your organization back. I mean, you know, come on, two years? I mean, it, it, it takes that just to change the personnel out. Right. And, 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 and it takes that long just when people learn the system. And now you're changing again. You bring another coordinator in there. I mean, first of all, that, that was, as far as I'm saying, that's a bad move. I don't know who's advising the Glazier family in doing that. But in my opinion, that was a bad move. And now you got to change. you got to start all over again with a new staff. You know what that does to other players? And I believe that guys are free agency. They don't want to be there. They're ready, to, they're ready to go. Right. So, the high reading, he got to so I would, I not wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that organization. If you're going to start over new, you might start over new somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and Lovey Smith is one of the best coaches uh, defensively. If anything, upgrade his offense. Bring another coordinator that can, can, can open the game up and, and let James Williams live up to his ability and bring pieces around it. That's what they did in Carolina
0: i heard i heard i heard that I heard the, I heard the, the, the number one the number one choice on their list uh, to replace him is the office, is the current office of coordinator
1: well that ain't gonna change nothing no 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 if he if he maintains the system and he maintains what he's doing that's different but obviously they want they went through with, with anybody So, if you have a, a head coach coming in there okay and he brought in the office of coordinator what are you what are you gonna, what do you say about that because that's his staff Right. He built his staff. So what are you going to do? Keep the same system there? So if you're going to fire him, you might as well everybody else got to go. <laughs> you see, so if they bring a new coach in there, that coach is bringing in a new system in anyway. Those guys are going to go. And, right. and, and, and if they can come to some similarity in, in terms of in, in terms of uh, philosophy, well, he'll say that most, in most cases they're bringing their own new guys in there. That's what happens. You might be the best offensive coordinator in the world. If the new head coach don't like you, or don't like what you're about. You're gone.
0: It's it's, it's Some of these changes are amazing, and, and it's and one one of the interesting things that I and I uh, I actually heard a an interview an interview this year uh, with um, Stafford Matt Stafford. Um, he he even talked about the fact that uh, you know. You're talking about, you know, he he's had some struggles and stuff, and he says, you know, when you go, when you when you're always learning a new system, <laughs> it's it can be difficult at times. You know, it's just like when you know when you have when you go through different coaches or different teams or different offensive coordinators, uh, you know, then then you 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 know, it, it takes it's a learning it's a learning uh, experience, and it it takes time to uh, to come along and, and learn these things and get. Get consistent. And you mentioned that a lot of times. You talked about all the times when you when people go through it all these different uh coaches and things like that. It's a new system, it's new you know, new everything. And there is a growing period each time.
1: Look, pro football, how is the academic? It's academics involved. That's what it is. It ain't just brute and strength and knocking each other down. You gotta think. You gotta think. You gotta know what you're doing, it's a system. It's a chess game. That's why the Belichick is so great. That's why they're so consistent. When you see a Belichick team in the National Football League, if they're lacking somewhere, you know if they're lacking. But if they have their people in play, in most cases, they're going to beat you every weekend. Right. You see, so 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 when you keep changing stuff, you change philosophies, you ain't going to be up to the upper chair of the team. That's why the Patriots are so consistent every year. Thirteen years. I mean, look, look at the championships.
0: Look at the consistency. There's no consistency as many no
1: consistency since Gruden was there when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I misspoke.
0: I, I said Matt Stafford. I meant Sam Bradford. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, it, you know it, it, consistency is, is is a key, and 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 a lot of these, a lot of these guys go through these different things and different changes with different coaches and different systems, and and you know. Then you have the owners who are changing coaches after a couple of years, man. It's, it's got to be difficult for everybody. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, hey, D, as always, man, it's, it's a pleasure to have a chance to chat and, and talk to you about these things. And uh, we got, you know, we got the, the playoffs coming up and, and then the Super Bowl and, and all kinds of things. Oh, real quick, what'd you think about, uh, you know, you, you played baseball. Uh, I know you played baseball and you you're pretty darn good at it, I understand. Uh, uh you know they had, they had the hall of fame the hall, hall of fame inductees this this time around and uh you know uh, what are the, what are what are your thoughts on uh, some of the guys that uh, that are going in I, I Mike Piazza I always thought was a great ball player and I was really upset when the when the Dodgers traded him way back when and uh their mistake and then uh, got made it to the Hall of Fame but uh you know you you see these names come up and I'm sure you recognize a lot of them what are your thoughts when you see this well, he deserved to be
1: in there. I mean, like anybody else, I mean, you know, they were talking about some of Clements and Bonds and everybody else, you know. Ken Griffey Jr. definitely belongs in there. Uh, uh, it's going to take a while. For, for example, those guys, that was a shoo Those guys deserved it, period.
0: Ken, deserve it. You know what I didn't realize mm-hmm. when I heard? Ken Griffey Jr. is the first person ever, first number one pick ever to uh, make it to the Hall of Fame. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I, I heard I heard a report that said Ken Griffey Jr. was the first person to be the number one overall pick to make it to the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, he, he was. Based on, based on the voting, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So he was. That was a great pick.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, they talked about Barry Bonds. It's going to be a while for those two to get in there because it's, the so-called steroid area so i uh, will see what happens there. Phil mentioned being there i mean you can't deny their numbers all right uh, so uh but you know i mean oh, normally if they didn't have that stigma to them they, they'd have been first valid uh, hall of famers too
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well brother as always good times man and uh and we'll be chatting again uh next week you you, you oh, got you got thanks. you have some appearances this week uh we need to tell people about
1: no, the thing the thing what I'm doing is I'm I'm just on the on the book thing. I'm working with the book, kick off concussion. And uh I'm 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 out there doing that stuff. I'm gonna be doing some stuff with the Amy Clinic and uh, I'm gonna be doing I might be doing some T V stuff appearance uh, with, with the, the book. I'm working on that. That's the thing I've been doing and then mainly every day is my real estate
0: business. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, we'll talk to you again next week, man. All right. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. Great Anthony Davis, everybody. And uh, we want to thank you for listening to Swoops for Health, sponsored by HealthyNewDay.com. We'll be back with you next week, and uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Until uh, until then, dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.